cliffcentral.com Send me your location Let's find the vibrations I don't need nothing else for you Ride, ride, ride mm. Come and vibe with me tonight I don't need I don't know who this kid is. I like his name. He goes by the name of Khaled. And I think it's probably one of the sickest January tracks I've heard in a long time. I think the name of the track goes by location, but I mean, if you're from South Africa, there's location, there's Lokshin. It's two very different things, Khaled. I don't know if you know that. I'm between two minds, guys. Should I let this like ride on or do I kill it now? There we go. And I think just about now, um, we know that was Cat and that was location, but it's three o'clock. And it's time for the Urban Culture Drive. Simply on. And that was supposed to automatically play. And I'll try that again. This is CliffCentral.com. There we go. And in proper Lesoko fashion, always mess up with like the ones and twos technically before you start the show. But hey, it's still January. And I mean, today's the 16th, guys. Like when is January ending? When is January ending? Cause like, I mean, it's going to be next week as well. And it'll still be January. But that's okay, man. You know, I think I'll stay sane as long as I have a couple of really cool people with me. And they're already speaking and I haven't switched on their mics yet. Let me just help them out real quick. Uh, Candice, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So happy to be back on the show. Um, we have an awesome lineup. So, so excited to get back into it. Ntlantla, our guest, how are you doing? Welcome. I'm great. And you? Awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Are you excited? Pretty excited, actually. Even if... I don't really, I'm not showing in my face that I'm excited, but I'm excited. It's quite, it's actually awesome to know that I'm awesome. Beautiful. That's yeah. exciting stuff. Mr. Craig O. Sexy. Craig O. Sexy. You know, I'm always, as per usual, very sexy. Excited about today, although I'm a little stressed considering the fact that it is still Jan. You know, some of us are scraping through the month. You know, we're still hoping for a blesser, you know, level 107. <laughs> not even 101. Les, how are you? Listen, so um, I know you guys can't see us where we are, unless obviously you're streaming uh, live. I think that's Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, whose account is that? That's on Job's account and as well as Craig's account. So if you're in Job and Craig's account, you can see what's happening in the studio. And if you can't, let me just describe this to you, right? So we all know when Candice comes to the studio, she's always lit. <laughs> like, I mean, she's a train wreck throughout the week, but I mean... Every Tuesday when she comes in, I'm like, damn. What? Which photo should you come oh, up for? Oh, what? So Stop. Candace is here and she's like just being all stalkerish. And she's like, just the stalkerish, you know? She's looking nice. And then I'm in Atlanta, you know, and he's got tattoos. And he's wearing a button-up shirt, but with short sleeves. And his excuse is that it's hot. But we know that he did push-ups today. And he's coming, he's got shades on, you know? And like he made sure and he's like, no, 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 I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it right. I know the can is gonna be here. Can I also just add that he drove all the way from Limpopo? So oh. you gotta, he had to wear the shirt. He had to wear the shirt, guys. He drove from, I didn't even know that. <laughs> all the way from Limpopo, Tlatla? Yeah, I'm actually all the way from Limpopo. Um, Welcome to South Africa. <laughs> I said the yeah. same thing. Actually, it's nice to know that we're not from here. Yeah? Yeah, it's actually nice to know from here. You know how I know that? How you know that? We're much darker than y'all. Hey, the yeah. mil- the melanin is the melanin popping. is popping. Yeah, fam. Like, I'm actually I'm actually with a yellow bone right now, but he's darker than y'all. You you know? Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 <laughs> Listen, we don't discriminate against the melanin. We love mm-hmm. the melanin. The melanin is our yeah. friend. You know? mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. if I can just describe this scene to you guys, we've got Tlanja all the way from Limpopo all mm-hmm. tattooed up with a personal photographer and a videographer. I mean, fam, so level drops mic. I mean, Seriously. you need to understand now, Cyril is now the new ANC president. Mm-hmm. All right. Like everything Limpopo is going to start popping now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, you came from Limpopo. Um, for you, for, for those of you who are in South Africa, a couple of weeks back, there was date my family in Venda. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Like, I mean, Cyril's not playing games. They no, they no, they no longer have to apply for a visa to come no, to Joburg. Okay. You, know? you know, I don't, I don't really want to say much about Cyril, you know, because I don't, I'm not there. On yeah, the yeah. Side. yeah, yeah. I'm on, yeah. Either, I'm not on the Zuma side either, you know. I'm just simply ANC, you know. And I'm not going with the flow. So you still support the ANC? Yeah, I do strongly. Nice. You know what? You know what? we're gonna get into that. Yeah. Um, because that's some really, really interesting stuff. Um, and I really want to unpack that because I don't hear a lot of uh, young people talking about um, still, still having faith in the party. But I mean, let's get some different perspectives. And then obviously, I mean, it's South Africa now, right? And in true South African tradition, okay, at the beginning of every year, it always gets lit, okay. Mm-hmm. So. This year with the H&M saga, right? Yeah, because yeah. the South African racial tension is on a high. This year we had the H&M saga, and that's getting lit. Last year with the Chris Hart saga, literally on the 2nd of January, that got lit. And the year before that we had Penny Sparrow. Mm-hmm. So now literally, I was, I, you know, I was, I was just like thinking about this topic, um, uh, by myself. And I was, and I was just, you know, how am I going to get the angle to this? And I think as pretty much a tradition, what I want to do is, cause there's some really dope videos out on, on these YouTube streets. I want to play this for you guys. And I want you guys to tell me what you think about it, right? So I'm pretty much going to go to YouTube. I'm going to play straight off YouTube. And if it doesn't work, it's YouTube's fault, guys. It's not me. Um, it's not me, listen, for being the typical, being the typical, like, un, Technologically sound engineer that I am. So just give me, give me, give me some time here. So I'm gonna play this. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna drop the backtrack real quick, right? I'm gonna push up the aux cable. Hold on, I'm setting the scene right now. And I just want you guys to close your eyes and listen to this, and tell me if you can relate to it in any sort of a, on on any sort of level, right? Here we go. I am not black. I mean, that's what the world calls me, but it's not me. I didn't come out of my mother's womb saying, hey, everybody, I'm black. No, I was taught to be black. And you were taught to call me that, along with whatever you call yourself. It's just a label. See, from birth, the world force feeds us these labels. And eventually we all swallow them. We digest and accept the labels, never ever doubting them. But there's one problem. Labels are not you and labels are not me. Labels are just labels. But who we truly are is not skin deep. See, when I drive my car, no one would ever confuse the car for me. Well, when I drive my body, why do you confuse me for my body? It's my body. Get it? Not me. Let me break it down. See, our bodies are just cars that we operate and drive around. The dealership we call society decided to label mine the black edition, yours the Irish or white edition. And with no money down, 0% APR and no test drive, we were forced to own these cars for the rest of our lives. Forgive me, but I fail to see the logic or pride in defining myself or judging another by the cars we drive. Because who we truly are is found inside. Listen, I'm not here to tell you how science has concluded that genetically we're all mixed and race in the human species doesn't exist or how every historian knows that race was invented in the 15th century to divide people from each other and it has worked perfectly. No, I'm not here to lecture. I just want to ask one question. Who would you be if the world never gave you a label? Never gave you a box to check? Would you be white, black, Mexican, Asian, Native American, Middle Eastern, Indian? No. We would be one. We would be together. No longer living in the era of calling human beings black people or white people. These labels that will forever blind us from seeing a person for who they are but instead seeing them through the judgmental, prejudicial, artificial filters of who we think they are. And when you let an artificial label define yourself, then my friend, you have chosen smallness over greatness and minimized yourself, confined and divided yourself from others. 
And it is an undeniable fact that where there is division, there will be conflict. And conflict starts wars. Therefore, every war has started over labels. It's always us versus them. So the answer to war, racism, sexism, and every other ism is so simple that every politician has missed it. It's the labels. We must rip them off. Isn't it funny how no baby is born racist, yet every baby cries when they hear the cries of another? No matter the gender, culture, or color, proving that deep down we were meant to connect and care for each other. That is our mission, and that is not my opinion. That is the truth in a world that has sold us fiction. Please listen, labels only distort our vision, which is why half of those watching this will dismiss it or feel resistance and conflicted. But just remember... So did the caterpillar Before it broke through its shell and became the magnificent butterfly Well these labels are our shells And we must do the same thing So we can finally spread our wings Human beings were not meant to be slapped with labels like groceries and supermarkets DNA cannot be regulated by the FDA We were meant to be free And only until we remove them all And stop living and thinking so small Will we be free To see ourselves and each other For who we Truly are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hectic. Yeah, yeah, it is hectic. It's quite hectic. Uh, I know the fella, actually. I've seen a couple of his Facebook uh, videos. I know the video personally, actually. Mm. Um, you know, it is true. You know, we live for labels. Mm. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a good example of that, but it's because you know, like, let me make an example when you're in Santon. You know, mm. for you to get business, for you to actually get quite attention, you have to look quite good, you have to look spotless. You know, you can't like, look like you're from Limpopo, yeah, yeah. Imagine if I came here in like uh, a jumpsuit and a like an overall, yeah, over, over, like, what do you call this, water boots and all those things walking right in. You were never gonna take me seriously, like, oh. You smell like cow, you smell like chicken, you know, because I live around those type of things. So you are not going to take me serious. So I ha- you have to go to the label so that the Jobek, the Jobek kids, mm. the Jobek, all the generation you, can take you seriously. You, you can pretty much identify where someone's from according to how they look or the dress, etc. Yeah. Pretty much what you're saying. Yeah. L- listen, l- sorry, I tell you, but um, it's true, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So I listened to this. Um, last night, and I'll tell you how I, I came about to, to, to playing this video today is because, you know, producer Jobs always wanted to like place a clip before the show, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was always like, mm, I think it's a bit tacky. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. And yet, you know, I mean, I wake up at four in the morning because gym opens up at five. And every time I wake up, guys, in the morning, I literally have to just type, go to YouTube, type in motivation, and literally like play like a two minute clip just to get myself out of bed. And, and, you know, it's very e- easy to overlook the power of something like that or someone talking to you. So that's pretty much why in a corporate, all right, that, 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 English gone. Why in corporate it today? Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, right, it's about to get a little lit because we alluded in the beginning of the show that, and, and, and I want you to just come in here and pretty much tell us mm-hmm. where you stand with this type of thing. But every January, there seems to be a culture in South Africa that every January, you know, there's always some racial tension or there's always some racial episode on a national stage that happens. Now, I don't know whether it's a matter of people forgetting that they need to go to work or it's a matter of what the beautiful Dory who works in here um, at Club Central just stated. So like, listen, is it because people are getting too lit and losing themselves or is it because people are very relaxed and actually being themselves? Because uh, it's very, I mean, the, 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 there's a very fine line mm-hmm. between the two, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and when we're in our corporate spaces, you know, we, we come with like our suits or whatever and we act a certain way, mm-hmm. but when we're at, ho- at home, the conversation changes mm-hmm. and you can usually always pick up if someone has a racist younger child. Yeah. I don't know, but these are just the dynamics yeah. I'm talking about right now. Yeah. You, you know what's happening actually? You, you have people that have higher powers and they always want to demonstrate those powers, Right. And when I'm saying, when I'm talking about higher powers, H&M is just a marketing strategy, man. Yeah. Because. So you think it was, so you think the whole campaign was by intention? Uh, did you see all the H&Ms were packed? 
the same the same time that when they were talking about H and M and whatsoever, it was bad. So, 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 so it's the whole thing of there's no such thing as negative publicity. Yeah. Publicity is publicity. Yeah, publicity is publicity. But you must understand, there's a whole lot of Caucasian generation that has money that are going like, ah, they are too serious. It's yeah. just a damn T-shirt, a green T-shirt. You understand? But for us, it's not a, a, a just a green T-shirt. I also I would like to have a, a T-shirt that say I'm a mongrel, a survivor yeah. in the jungle. Yeah, I'd like to have a T-shirt like that. That motivates me. I'm not a dude. I'm not a monkey. Yeah, you don't want something but for you. You know, you know what is it? Let yeah. Me, let me tell you. They didn't take a light skinned kid. Yeah. You understand? They yeah. didn't take a light skinned kid or you know your colored looking kid or whatsoever. They actually took a kid that has like your wild, your white little bit ears with a a, a spreaded little bit nose or whatever. Yeah. If you can see the picture on my Instagram, you would see the white child is actually surprised. He's like. Ah. Because he saw the the coolest monkey in the jungle, and you reckon that he 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 put two he, together and were like this was not right. Th- look at the picture, look at the picture carefully. Okay, so we know that Candace is doing it right now, yeah. right? Let's but let, but but hold on, me, hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold um, on. I actually want to go to Candace right now, so mm-hmm. this is we're gonna have like a holistic view of what people think. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Candace, right? Mm-hmm. It's January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I honestly thought I thought that January was gonna like go past with something getting lit, but clearly not. Um, what's your take on, what's your take on, okay, what's your take one on the video and the message in it, right? Mm-hmm. Do somebody have like a, and, and, um, so we'll sort you out right now. Job will sort you out as the producer. Um, I want to, I want to inter- interrogate that first of all, right? The video. The video in terms of the labels. Mm-hmm. Cause I really want to go, I really want to go in depth this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I want to, I want to expand on it yeah. so that we know exactly what is going on and what we're dealing with. Okay, I think the video is super powerful and tense and, and very cute. It's perfect. However, guys, let's not get caught up in the glamorization of someone trying to motivate us. Um, what I will say is we do not want to be labeled, right? And I'm coming back to what you said, Glendla. We don't want to be labeled as people, but we label people. That's all we ever do. Please don't label me as this. Please don't label me as that. But, but ah, that one's broke. That one's ghetto. That one's but ratchet. Yo. Let's, let's be honest. That's the what ingl- you taught right from home. Because you have like your your mom or your grandmother. or your, They'll be like, ah, we the old Yeah. You understand? So, yeah. so, so it's pretty but much I, in our everyday conver- uh, way of speaking and conversation. And just how we socialized as people. How we are socialized into becoming human beings. Um, from our primary socialization, we are taught and you sort of conform to certain things and there's certain things that you gravitate towards too. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't like, um, rugby, but I like cricket and maybe I don't like hanging out with the nerds because I'd rather hang out with the rich kids. And maybe I don't like, um, driving in a Uno, but I want to please be driven in a BMW. It's all of those things that we become socialized as human beings. And those are the things we, that we gravitate towards. Do you know what? I, I thought it was a very good video, right? But it kept on reminding me, you know, every time I used to go to church, you know, I used to go to these charismatic churches and people would be like, I don't see color. Oh, yes. You and know? I want to jump onto that. I because don't see color. Absolutely. Go and and I, I feel like that's the most Take them to church. misconception that we have as human beings. We think that if we say we don't see color, it sort of excuses you from everything and you're holier than thou and, oh, you don't see color. But someone actually said something super profound once um, that it's not about we all see color. Let's let's just scrap that fact. off the top. It's a fact. I can see that you're black. I can see that you're white. Yeah. And someone said it's not about your first thought. It's about your second, third, fourth, fifth. So what do you associate that color with? Hmm. And that's where the 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 rottenness comes in. Okay. Now someone has been quiet for quite a while now, yeah. right? Always uh, you know, oh, these PhD candidates always <laughs> like sitting there, busy, <laughs> probably trying to in- integrate into his thesis or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Craig. Um, yeah. It's 2018 Absolutely Okay yeah. um, The whole notion of labels To me makes sense Okay If I want to know That that animal is bad Then I must give that animal a name Right It's a snake mm-hmm. Don't go to the snake The snake is bad The snake will bite you Okay um, This is a puppy I can play with a puppy That's what it is You know it has a name Yeah So I listen to this video And um, and I mean just going off of Candace's point To say that there is nothing wrong with labels, right? You can label people. We have names. Our names are labels. Ntlantla is Ntlantla. You know? Uh, Candace is Candace. 
Okay. But those are understandable labels. Yeah. And I also want to jump in on that is yeah. when your label has a negative connotation, mm-hmm. when your label is derogatory, when yeah, your label is, is stereotypical. Label. Yes. Yeah. Then it's a problem. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Le- Craig, yeah. Yeah. what's your caption on it? I think my caption on it, just going back to the video, is that uh, what I felt it did for me was just uh, the fact that we are consistently being reminded of the fact that we need to move away from the past, even though we have been, I mean, for example, South Africa, it's been more than 20 years trying to move away from apartheid, racism. We are still more or less, you know, it's a constant reminder. That's why each and every time it's like Liz said, it's January. It's a serious outrage when we have a, some a, a racial imbalance or a racial issue because we are still reminded no matter where you go, you are consistently being labeled. I also think that right now we are a generation that questions a lot. So there's a lot of unsettlement within different kind of human beings. So right now, it's no longer like back in the days where you'd be fine with whatever you're labeled with. You question the why. And that's what I love about the American, uh, no, not the American, Millennium Bands, because they are they're a bunch of kids that question. You have to give them the why, the reason. That you have to justify. It's not just acceptable to say that it's because you are black. No, no, we, we want to know. We want to understand and want to be given reason why has there been no change. And that is why I feel, the world, not just South Africa, the world is very passionate about this. You know, hundred percent. So, I mean, you you came up and you said, "Listen, um, your name is what it's it's a reasonable label." Mm. I want to know what you meant by that. My name, yes. Like, uh, why why is someone's yeah, name? Yeah, why, why would somebody's name be a reasonable? Name. Be, why why would a name be a reasonable label? But me as Lisa being a being black, mm-hmm. perhaps not. I want to know what the distinction is between those two. You know, actually, let me say. My, let me make an example of my name. Yeah, my name is Ntantla, right? Yes. And between my, my mom had three kids. And between, I'm the last one that actually survived. Like currently I have a brother who's doing 15 years in prison because of small house break-ins and all that. And I have a sister who lived life like a genuine rebel. Mm. You know, girls that are driving with your three to five IS, carrying mm. a okapi in your knife. So basically you're Ntantla because you're very lucky, you're very blessed. Yeah. That's so, what Ntantla so, means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that case, in that case, I was the kid that my mother had the opportunity to raise. Yes. Yeah. And in that moment when, while she was raising me, is when South Africa was just coming in, just getting into independence, independence and yeah. being free. But she actually made me realize that South Africa was not free because what she did, she was actually continuously feeding me apartheid movies. Yes. Yeah, she, she wanted you to know. She wanted me. Exactly what your country was yeah, about that you know, were born in. And then she passed. She then she got gunned down hmm. in 1999. Condolences. When she, yeah, when she passed, when she was gunned down, then I moved to to Limpopo. Yes, where I learned about humanity, like genuine, genuine, genuine humanity. Ubuntu. Where Ubuntu, where mm. a, a, a child is raised by the in, entire community. You mm. know, mm. we if I have a slice of bread, I know that I gotta give Candace some of the bread mm. Mm. because mm. if I don't give Candace some of the bread. She's gonna be hungry. Yeah, you, you don't yeah. Know, you don't know when she's gonna eat again. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So we do what you can. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. if both of us don't have something to eat, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, Candace, let's go to the mountain." Yeah, and when we get there, we're gonna have like a bunch of fruits with yeah. monkeys actually chilling in between. Yeah, but we are human beings; we more civilized. Yeah, we know which fruits to eat, and yeah, and the monkeys are like literally we trolling you with. With the fruits. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, we don't live there anymore. Yeah, we were moved by force. So, 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 so. I mean, what I'm hearing from here, right, is that there's a whole, there's a, there's a whole, um, uh, there's, a, there's a whole history, yeah. right, um, of Ntlantla mm. that was very much, um, I want to say, I want to say it, w- it was very much apart. I don't know what you call the apartheid, or or it was it was racially. Um, characterized by all these negatives, you know, that hit yeah. you from side to side. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's why it makes it so particularly difficult when it's now 2018 and people are now talking about, yeah, yeah no, let's, let's, that was in the past, you yeah. know, yeah. let's go over, let's move forward, let's build together. No, get back to land. No, leave the land as it is. Let's just like go to other places and, and work harder, et cetera. Uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because I was actually at a church service and I was speaking to the YouTube about it, where the pastor used to say, no, we shouldn't be talking about getting back the land. 
we should be working together and making the country a better place. And I was like the only person in the church going, you can, <laughs> you can never do that. I was you like, can mm, never get that. Yeah. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, you, ne- you can never get that. If you want to have the land, honestly, the only thing you do, you have to use force and you have to be brutal. You, ain't, you don't have to think, you know, because one thing that I've realized in the world is they've created this artificial economy. You understand? And they took the, the actual economy, which the actual economy, which is the land. You understand? Because without the land, you cannot manufacture that money. You cannot manufacture that computer or whatever that you want to do. It has value to it. Now, yeah. you know what? In the beginning of this, of this segment, right, of the show, I actually, <laughs> I wanted to pretty much break up the show into three different segments. But these things are so closely in time, uh, intertwined. I think we're just going to pretty much push and just have two of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, I, I mean, I can see Craig really want, is urging to say something here. Go for it, Craig. All right. Now, I just think that with regards to the land issue, and I absolutely resonate with you, um, I just only have one particular small issue with the fact that if I am, if I have never had land my entire life, right now, Craig was like, sis, fisong, from Tulamash, African boss background. I have no understanding of what mm. land is. I mean, mm. I had a serious conversation this, this weekend about agriculture and how it works. It was completely rocket science to me. If I'm given land mm. without skills, it's absolutely useless. You know what I mean? So the point is, if I don't have skills nor the capital, to make that land resourceful to reproduce and create generational wealth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I need all three things, land, skills, capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that, that is a fact. And actually, you know, let me make a good example with Zimbabwe. When Robert Mugabe took back the land from... Yeah, Uncle Bob. Yeah. So when he took back the land, he gave his people the land, right? Yeah. And most of them were like, they were not educated enough to... Run the land And they yeah. ended up Selling the land Back to the White Oaks yeah, yeah. So when they sold The land back to the White Oaks Robert Mugabe Went back and took it And yeah. those ones Were forced to come To Johannesburg And which That's why you see The streets are so filled With a whole lot of Zimbabweans mm, And mm, all that mm, 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 And it, trust me Those are not That's not the whole Zimbabwe That's just yeah. a, a handful Yeah Of yeah, Zimbabwe yeah. It's, it's the tip of the iceberg Yeah Yeah. But, but I mean listen Yeah And, and uh, like Because <sighs> It's very easy to go into a very deep dark hole mm-hmm. when it comes to the subject, right? Because mm-hmm. Craig is talking about capital, he's talking about skills, education, mm-hmm. skills transfer, mm-hmm. um, and then he's talking about obviously repatriation of land. Wow, yeah. my English is gone today. <laughs> Yo, it's like Limpopo came in, English <laughs> ran away. <laughs> That's right, boy. I don't want to go too far deep in this, mm-hmm. right? I literally want to stick to the essence of it. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring us back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I want to know, Glenda, you as a black person, mm-hmm. do I'm you... Not, I'm, not, I'm not black. You're not black. Yeah. I'm African. What's yeah. the difference? Break it down. There's, a, there's a difference. It's funny how an Afrikaner, the word Afrikaner means an African. Mm. A boy can call himself, a, a boy can call himself an Afrikaner. And yeah. then when but you I mean, come, wait, 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 so Afrikaans is actually an African language, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Afrikaans, like Afri- Africans, Afrikaans, mm. it means Africa. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So I say Afrikaans, but I say African. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. You understand? 100. So now, me, as an African, maybe Kibbalala Spidi. Yeah. Ngumzulu. Shout. Maybe. You understand? So I'm not a South African, basically. Because. The African already is already described high there in the position where he says Ekasa Afrikaner, where 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 he feels I'm buying a brand new car, a brand new house. He doesn't fall in the way I'm black. It's Afrikaner, not a boer or a boer or yeah. it's Afrikaner, African. Yeah. Then me as an African, I must come and take by a black. Yes. That doesn't make sense because I'm African, and he's Caucasian. Yes. Yeah. So it is a problem. I can't be identified as a black person, and yet a white uh, a white man is identified as an African in my homeland. Okay. Hold, so, Candice, what's your take? So I, I just need you to sort of break it down a little more. Um, so, what do you identify as in Tlantla? If we were to ask you, oh, you identify as yeah. African as a Moor, as an African, as a Moor, I understand. Yeah, as a Moor. As an African, because you can see my hair. There's a sponge. Yeah, understand. That's how the Moor's hair is, a sponge. Okay, let's let's hold it there, Craig. Yeah, I I'm, I just we had this discussion with Candice, you know, today I, as we were driving, and I said, okay, today's going to be a bit uncomfortable, and I said to her, 
You kind of fall on both spectrum, actually. I mean, you're not exactly too black, nor are you too white. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting her to just, I would just would like her to just sort of, how has that been like? I mean, when do you know when to play the British accent? And when do you know to go all get her on us? And no, but this is a real, cause I had a friend of mine who, has like interracial parents and the way they're brought up they eventually have to choose a side in a way i mean you're maybe you're, you're both your parents are colored or whatever but it's quite interesting when you're in both of spectrum how has that been like for you um okay cool like i said uh a show ago um growing up i was i grew up with the white kids yeah so you identify you sort of want to be white you know you mm-hmm. you, you want to be the blonde girl with the green eyes but i feel like all colors Want to be like no, 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 I, and I and I will and I will speak to you about that. Is that colored people tend to wanna um, identify with their white side, mm-hmm. and you'll find it many times. Um, what I will say is identify. I identify on the black side. We are black, black South Africans. We are classified as black people in South Africa, distinguished mm-hmm. as coloreds. Um, but you have a bit of privileges also. I wouldn't say that I had any fantastic great privileges. Can I make an example? Please do. Please okay. do. Because I also want to Define. sort of understand. Okay, cool. Mm. I come from an area where in the Israel, right? Tsakane, Kwatema, Tutuiza. Yeah. And the black neighborhoods are quite effed up. Mm. Then you look at the colored neighborhood. The colored neighborhood is the dope. Where you want to go to school there, you want to have. Have you been to Eldorado Park? Yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask. Like, you, have you been uh, to Colored Hoods in Cape like, Town? Like yeah, ghetto. Wait, 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 can I, um, let me just yeah. make an example. Yeah. Then you go to like your Fosslora side, also you know Wilma Park or whatever you call those yeah, places. Yeah, Fosslora. Yeah, they, they the, the colored neighborhoods are quite nice and they quite they look because they've privileged. You know why? Because mm-hmm. you guys get jobs much more easier than us. Like we can go to the army, right? Mm-hmm. When you get to the army. They say, okay, if you have your maths and science, mathematics or whatever, you stand one side. If you have tourism or whatever because you want to be a chef and whatever, stand that side. If you have your, uh, you want to be doing medicine, what, 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 stand one side. Then you find these guys that don't have those type of qualifications. None you know of what, them, yeah. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah, yeah. Then they were like, okay, Ali, Ali wird okies stan inkant, and Ali clearlings inkant. The rest of the group can maikan. Then the word the nuclearling can maikom. You know what's the excuse? Mm. What is that, it? Then they say to you, it's because the population right there, there's too much black people, right? Oh, so they almost have a quota. They need to mm. like balance out the numbers. Yeah, yeah. But then you go to the mall, you find more white people there, right? Yeah. You go to Haydal, you find more coloreds in that whole area there. You understand? You go to uh, places like Houghton, Ravonia, or Santon, the South, you find a whole lot of white people. Okay, so we actually and those areas are big. You must remember those areas are not small. So and I'm yeah, I'm hearing what you're saying, Clark. Yeah. Um, literally, this is such a difficult topic to it's pack into one hour because it's not a lot of time. Mm. So I hear what you're saying, and and basically, if I can try to articulate it right, and he has a point, Ken. Mm, no, no, I absolutely if, agree. If you go to Cape Town, mm-hmm. yeah, um, literally, colored people in Cape Town are the most racist people oh, yeah. I have ever met. Oh ever. yeah, and it, and then it, and then it's, it's difficult to get racism out of them because those people have money. Yeah, yeah but but it's, it's also because of the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole nature versus nurture thing, and that's why like I, I love Cape Town. It's a beautiful place. But for me to live there, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit too woke for that, right? Mm-hmm. You but gotta I will have admit, money to live there. You gotta have a lot of money to live yeah. there. But I, I must admit though that there is a distinguishable difference between colored people in Cape Town mm-hmm. and colored people in Joburg. Mm-hmm. Colored people in Joburg are a little more conscientized. They're a little more, and I mean, you, but we, don't we forget, can't, don't forget most colored, coloreds in Joburg, where do they originate from? Most of them come from that side in Kimberley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so yeah. They don't, you, they're not tainted you, by Cape Town. The, when you take the Shoshaloza mail train, go into the train, you will find more coloreds and more tossers in the train, going all the way from here up until Eastern Cape, straight into Cape Town. So, Atlanta, yeah. do you agree, though, right, that obviously mm-hmm. we can't paint everyone with the same brush, mm-hmm. okay? There's definitely a distinguishable characteristic between yeah. coloreds from Cape Town and coloreds mm-hmm. from Joburg. Can um, you agree on that? I, w- I wouldn't say. It's just that it's the sounds that are, are different. But but so the way they think live, they're not? Yeah, we basically live the same life. We eat the same thing. Your biryani, your snookfish. We Candace, yeah. is it? See, that's a label there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the biryani and the snookfish. Um, I, I, I definitely agree with you, Les. There is a, a 
huge difference between the colored people mm. from um, the Western Cape and Johannesburg. But I also say with, within condensed colored communities, mm. there is a certain mentality that just does not leave. Unless you leave, mm-hmm. you will continuously have the same mentality. It will not go away. Mm. So both sisters from Eldorado Park, yeah. who was born and bred there, yeah. she will come and work in corporate SA yeah. and, 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 and work with black and white people, but will still stigmatize um, or, or, or stereotype rather black people and still look down and but but we'll play it cool with the whites but, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I'll, I'll talk to the black guy and I'm like we can't date them hey black like why are you dating day. black guys Ooh, I think for me because I'm so silent and observing everyone just getting very all heated up um I have a, a bunch of interesting friends so one of them is obviously I have a lot of white friends and black friends and colored friends but I also have one Indian and one Chinese friend you know, and it's quite interesting how they perceive South Africa. I mean, the fo- the fo- uh, the the whole focus, and it's just almost like African wise. It's always black, white, and they colored. They think it's a jungle. Actually, <laughs> anyway, uh, and and you know, when I learned their perspective, is that they feel they are quite such a minority, especially the Chinese one. They feel such a minority that they find it very difficult to date, to associate. So they love to keep peace. So. Because they feel they're in a very hostile environment, what mm. they do, they always keep to themselves. They stick to their religions because they, they feel that they feel they feel that they're protected over just by them being associated with their own. You know. So, and I mean, I can almost believe I can almost understand what you're saying because <clears throat> from the outside looking in, it looks that way. But I mean, I have no Chinese friends, so I literally I'm taking your word for it. But what I'm picking up is, I mean, you're the our guest today, um, and obviously the majority of the focus will be on you. Um, why do you feel like there is such a justifiable mentality to paint everyone, everyone with the same brush? You know, it's, it's, it's not that. What I've realized is nobody will never ever love an African. Oh, I disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, um, you you can say that you disagree. So, so, so like, uh, can I make an example? What about right? like interracial couples? Yeah, like, yeah. How does like, that work? Can I can I make a quick example? Mm-hmm. Right. Let me say. I think Muhammad Ali also made an example like that. Mm. Right. Let's say you have a thousand racist, uh, uh, a thousand people standing right in front of you. Right. Yeah. So out of this out of this thousand, a uh, hundred of them are not racist, but ninety of them are racist. Right. Mm. So do you think I'm going to go to the little, to the minority that's not racist? I'm just like, oh, I'm going to be with you guys and what, what? I'm not going to do that because I know there's 90% of them want me. They want to get me. They want to kill me. So you're saying it's, it's crowd mentality. Yeah. It's crowd mentality. For me, why I say that is because, you know what? I feel like a whole lot of Caucasians, they don't want to realize that this system that's currently happening right now, it's benefiting them. Do you understand? It's benefiting them majority-wise. You can go to wherever, SAPS. SAPS, you go to the financial side, you find that it's Afrikaners running the financial side. Yeah. You go to the bank, whoever is approving those things, as van der Waal. I hear what you're saying. Uh, yeah. So you're so you saying that the system itself yeah. is still very broken, still yeah. very stuck in apartheid regime. Hold on, so let's engage. So, um, but again, I'll ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How do you then... So what you're saying is that other cultures... Mm-hmm. You're saying that other cultures, it, it's, it's, it's almost not possible. It's very unlikely for them to fall in love or love Africans yes. as Africans. That's what you're saying. So then my question is, how do you then explain interracial couples? Interracial couples. That's why they, they divorce most of the time. You can go and look at the stats that they have. Yeah. Most of their relationships, they don't really last. And what about this, the, 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 the few percent that do? Uh, I, then good luck on them. Yeah, there's always yeah. a ninety-eight, you know, there's a two yeah. percent. Yeah, but, I'm, but I, I will sort of resonate with the fact that interracial couples do find it quite intense to completely gel mm. after some time. I mean, obviously, the first of uh, the first few years is the excitement, you know, learning, mm-hmm. but that then becomes an extreme challenge. Yeah, mm. I've had quite a few experiences of those, so I do understand where it comes from. So, with that being said, because I mean, we're all a team and we all love each other, right? So, would you say that? We totally love Candace, but Candace does not love us. What would you say? Uh, you, Candace, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't chilled with Candace. But do you date like guys like me? Only black men. Only black men. Yeah. Yeah. Then say she's colored, dude. She's in between. She's like Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> he can be like. That's, that's, that's true. But you know, Trevor can play it cool. Trevor can be in an aeroplane, and when a racist card happens, he can just act like he's white and he ain't seen nothing. 
Because I mean, listen, cause, I mean, there's Africans and there's coloreds, right? Mm-hmm. And there's white people. Yeah. So when we say Africans, we're, it's just us black people with deep mm-hmm. melanin, right? Mm-hmm. And the Candices are on the other side, mm-hmm. and the white people are on the other side. But mm-hmm. from what you said, I mean, you're saying that these guys, it's very yeah. unlikely can for I, them can to I, love can us. I, can I give you just a small tip of Candice? How Bura, uh, or Boers would treat Candice yeah. when she's not them? Okay, cool. Candice can chill with a bunch of white. Kids right now, right? yeah, and they talk. Wow, wow, wow! They have a nice thing that yeah, you need to do it. It's nice. When she leaves, and they were like, "Hey, die hot, not dunkish better, says better." Oh wow, mm. that's deep, eh? That is actually. Say dunk says moi. Say dunk says ian van ons. My actually, my wife experienced it in the pub. She had a weave and a cap on, and she like tied it up. And this white lady was like, "Okay, can it?" I love not so ons like you would you would see na sala di hara answer ta sala di makeup answer and my lady turned around and she was like yo fat uh, like fat f yeah yeah and she just gave a description you know and and as shocking as this might sound right because mm-hmm. i mean i'm trying to be diplomatic but i can totally believe what he's saying or relate to what he's saying i mean it's very very possible um but when it comes to the wheeze and that type of thing i mean Candice, do you think it's still a matter of black females trying to be white? What? No, no, it's not. It's not that. It's just that I gotta have it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it ain't. It ain't. Listen, it's not. It's not about uh, black or whatsoever, whatsoever. Listen, it's just the way of. Remember a model. You see a model. They put the model there. They put the hair. They put the the whatsoever, whatsoever. Right. Then they normalizing. They normalize being naked. Right. So now you come. You get your gym buddies. They look all tough So that they can post pictures on Instagram All that It's a, a generation of naked people So now all these kids They go on Instagram They go on your Twitter They think it's they, cool to yeah, look like yeah, that they model They think it's cool to look like that model And they don't actually realize That they've just given up Their whole entire Ident- identity. life identity yeah. To, to a dozens of strangers okay. um, I definitely I, I agree with you It's aspirational It's aesthetics It's not even that deep But there are instances where the aspiration and the goal is to be white, especially in like mm. uh, East Asian countries. Kanye um, Mbao, don't forget exactly. Mshuza and Kanye Yeah, Mbao. bleaching where you want to wanna just be light-skinned. I know even these um, uh, filter apps on, 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 on oh, Apple. Yeah. On is Apple and your Instagram first, and all that. Your first option is to lighten your skin. It even says there, mm. skin lightener. That That is your mm. filter. That That's what they give you. Yeah, and also, you know, just to add on that, there was actually a video... Back in the days uh, Where they showed a black baby mm. And they gave her Two dolls One was black And one was white And they asked her Which one is more prettier And she went The blonde one mm. And they said Why don't you pick the black one She's like No but because it's ugly anyway, She's never and, seen it It's because and, and, she's never seen it In her entire life yeah. And on top of that uh, Guys we just got a message From uh, Rudy and Dylan The guys that I spoke to About the Indian and the yeah. <laughs> So uh, Rudy says that um, Today's topic Sure Very hard deep so Rudy yeah thanks for that but I say Dylan says you know he doesn't really feel entirely accepted by the community because he's quite different I mean being Chinese it's, it is and, and I just wonder in general how many of them do feel like that so shout out to them only because they know you but anyone else trying to contact with us I should dance at the beginning of the show I'm so sorry uh, still January um, so on Twitter is hashtag urban culture drive and on Facebook is hashtag urban culture drive that's what you were saying uh, actually, you know what is it with, with, with the Chinese culture? What I've realized is I worked quite a lot in, in Lesotho. I had a office there. I was doing forward, I was a forwarding agent yeah. for SARS. Mm-hmm. So they would come in my office, like they would have this mask on. Yeah. You understand? So I used to ask him like, yo, why do you have the mask on? I mean, we're all human beings. Just, yeah. and she was like, she, like they didn't even look at me. They were just they, they, didn't, they didn't recognize Yeah, they you. just throw the paper there and they throw the money there and I started having problems with Chinese at that moment. And when I went into Lesotho in Maseru, mm. then I started realizing how they treat those people there. Mm. Okay. You understand? Mm. I understand we have a business relationship with them because they are the manufacturing gurus. Mm-mm-mm. You understand? But you're saying they, they, they treat us with a certain, uh, the haters. The haters. Mm. R- the, uh, I think a month ago, they had like a whole museum where they had, uh, an animal and right next to it they had a black person actually comparing that black person towards that type of animal. That's quite interesting. So, Lanza, would you say, given your very deep history and your current experience, mm. would you say that you are racist? 
I'm not racist. Okay. I just, you you know, you know, I feel like I'm the current, you know, when you talk about Tupac Shakur. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel a bit, I'm doing God's work right now. Oh. And in what I'm doing in God's work is I'm enlightening my people actually of how are we really actually treated? You understand? Because what I realize, Caucasians are very, very ignorant to the situation. And you can never, just by a verbal conversation, change their mind. Because those people grew in racism, we grew up in racism, like Donald Trump. You can never change Donald Trump. Absolutely. Donald Trump is rude deep down the roots. He's racist deep down the roots because his fathers and all those, they got money. And remember, to change a wealthy man's mind about a black person, you have to be crazy. You know, until, um, this has been an hour-long show. We usually have like two ad breaks in between it, but... Yeah. The show's been so intense. I literally haven't had the time. So, if you think your work is to like enlighten, I'm enlightened. Um, but I'm more interested. Do you have any white friends? Do you have any non-African black non-colored. friends? Non-colored. I don't. You don't. And but I, I played rugby in the free state. Yeah, you yeah, can tell by the body. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, even the way we were treated, it was it was shit. You know what, and and what you're saying, you know, Ntlantla, a lot of people listening to this podcast will mm-hmm. will feel that Ntlantla is is a certain type of way, and that he's mm-hmm. racist, and that he's ignorant, blah blah blah. And it's 2018. How do you still think this way? And I'm just gonna come off the bat and just defend you right now because I think what people forget is that it is 2018, and free state is still free state. Mm. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. Orania, guys, I've been to Orania as well. If you don't burn Orania down, yeah. And then the country will still be like this. I mean, where your title deed is owned by Fervut, Fertanya. I've been to Free State once, and I could mm. literally smell the racism in the air. Right by the airport, right? It's, where you get into Bramfish and you see those old toppies. I mean, listen, the, the, it's, it's the way people look at you. And I mean, I'm from Joburg, so you know, like I come there, fancy whip, GP number plates, mm-hmm. and all white people look at you like, where'd you steal that? You know, mm. and you can read someone's face. Yeah. You can read people's like, face, and you know what they're thinking. Like literally, somebody, uh, like an old guy, stopped me. I was like, "Yeah, I steal a car. I steal a car." It was like I was driving a a, a BMW one yeah, series, yeah, yeah. a black one, and he couldn't way. believe it. Yeah, he was like, never seen anything. Yeah, he's like never that. seen because you know I was looking for something in my pocket, but I had the key. I'm looking for the key I'm looking for the key I come for And then I realized And he was like Hey come kegel So he's calling like Security date And yeah, he's calling yeah, like Security Come close And everybody's like I'm like That's my fucking car You don't even You know It was That just made it A whole That's when I actually Gave up everything In the free state And I, I just left the free state and Because you know There's better place in South Africa Candice I mean I'm sure you've experienced this You've seen this You've witnessed it um, What would you say Is the biggest thing That hasn't changed in South Africa from 1994 until 2018. Land? Hey, <laughs> done. Over. <laughs> Hold on. Like, and, and Kenneth is so right. Like, every time I want to do this, because, like, the computer is so far away, guys, I'll just do, like, look. Mm-hmm. I'll just do, like, go to the computer and look at it. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Kenneth. Um, so the thing that hasn't changed, what is it? Land. The land policy. Has, even the mining <laughs> charter hasn't changed. Say that again one more time. Land, baby. <laughs> land. Yeah, that is the one thing that hasn't changed. You're very right. You're very right. Okay, with that being said, guys, listen, there's only 10 minutes left, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, Craig's got some really interesting stats that we thought we'd just put in towards the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Just to, just to give some, some context and to actually see whether what he's going to say now and where we are now, if anything has changed or not. Craig, break it down, fam. All right, guys. Uh, this is an article actually written about seven years ago. It's about, Things that white South Africans should know about black people. All right. So I'm going to just mention a few. The first one. Cause, well, cause one thing that we do know is that a lot of, cause pre- privilege breeds ignorance. Yeah. Right. And Absolutely. I keep saying my white friends, it's like a lot of you are just very ignorant of yeah. things because mm-hmm. of your privilege. You just have no insight. Mm. So let's break down some insight. Craig. Yeah. This was written by urban miss Lerato Shabalala. The first thing. Hey, Lerato Shabalala. Shout out. Shout out. So we'll check out the podcast. Go uh, for it. Criminals scare us too. We don't feel com- comfortable by the fact that someone who's the same race as us is robbing us. Crime is crime. crime. So sit down, Steve Hoffman. <laughs> but too, so when a white person says, you speak so well, it's something you say to a two-year-old who's just learning how to talk. No matter how well you mean it, stay away from that phrase. It yeah. makes it sound like a wasp back. You know, I've, I've given so many people just a lot of clap back about that. Because... 
if my if my first language is Tswana mm. and my second language is Isuzulu and my third language is Tosa and whatever, because an average black person actually exactly. speaks four different languages. Exactly, yeah, that's true. Right, that's and 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 we're we're fluent in all of them. Yeah. So it's very tough when the last one you need to be fluent in because pronunciation or how you pronounce it and your mm. accent is not a reflection of your intellect. Mm. All right, it is. True. number Great. three. If you have to say my black friend Lucy, then you have a problem. We will automatically put you in the same box as a closeted racist. Sorry, I meant to say <laughs> uptight liberal. <laughs> We'd also love to move to Australia. If only they had hip hop Bansula, uh, DJ Fresh, the Big Five, Rian Krevacher. Actually, I take that back. We wouldn't move to Australia. Like who even want, like guys, let's be honest. Australia is a shit country. Yeah. I mean, the people are shit. I mean, there's so much nonsense going on there. Like I wouldn't want to move. Like for you to move to Australia, I'm sorry, I'm already judging you. Move to America, move to London, somewhere different, but move to Australia, like, anyway, go on, Craig. Most of the time, when we speak an African language, it's not to exclude you or that we're gossiping. There are times when the Queen's language just doesn't suffice. My Afrikaans people, you feel me? Contrary to what Okay. Contrary to what the majority party's youth league would like to believe, we actually want white people here. We enjoy them. South Africa wouldn't be the same without white people. Yeah, I mean listen, we're not trying to exclude yeah. We're not trying to but geez, meet us halfway. But, but, but they, they gotta practice our cultures. They gotta live by our principles. Because they're in Africa. They, right? they, yeah. They're not supposed to come here and own land. You understand? They're supposed to come here to visit this land. Mm-hmm. And actually, if they want to do business, let them consult with us first. 100%. Yeah, let them, Two they more. must not go back, back doors just because the, the president yeah. is winning. So essentially what Lena is saying is that we're the new McKinsey, but all it's all good. Right. Two more. Uh, we can actually swim. We can actually swim. <laughs> yeah, okay. we swim by the dam all the time. <laughs> all right. And also, last but not least, we are so over Mendoza's Galagata. Please <laughs> let it rest in peace, just like the singer, please. Thank Listen, you very much. I'm so with that every single year and function, guys. Like, it never ends without that song playing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should try that. The Hibiri Sister Pacino. <laughs> And then it'll be a little then, more then, Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, listen. It's, it's literally, that's the hour gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jeez. there's no hour that goes by any quicker. But with that being said, listen, it's January, right? Um, we've had the racial wave. It happens every single year. We're trying to build. Um, oof, a lot of things going on all at the same time. Um, it's never a dull day. And whether we like it or not, we're going to need to confront these problems. And we'll need to engage with them head on. It's no longer good enough to say that happened in the past because it's not. It's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And it's happening right now in Naranya Town. It's happening right now in Free State. It's happening right now in Eastern Cape. It's happening right now in Cape Town. It's happening right now everywhere. So with that being said, let's not wrap up. Think about it. Share with your friends. Share the podcast with your friend. And next week, let's, let's have a further engagement because clearly we haven't gone through half of this today, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to engage with us after the show, um, the hashtag again, whether Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, is hashtag the urban, urban culture drive. And you can always follow Craig on Craig or Sexy on Instagram, Facebook. It's Craig's Fiso. Gladla? Uh, follow me on I Want to Talk to Africa with the number one at the end. Yeah. Underscore. 100%. And then Candice? Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at can call. That's can underscore call. C O U L. And me myself, just search for Lisa Homapanga Erwer. And I'll be with you. Um, <laughs> and with that being said, I mean, listen, we still have Atlanta back on this show because, I mean, your story, your journey, being a millennial in South Africa right now, what is really going on? Um, I think we can educate a whole lot of people. And if you want to talk to Africa, I think this is pretty much, pretty much the best platform to do it on. And with that being said, I'm literally like looking who we should play out with. And I think I'm going to pick this, whether you guys like it or not. Listen. Fam. 2018 and music is still good. And with that being said, guys, it's been the Urban Culture Drive on CliffCentral.com. Cheers. Later.